He made me angry. Um, but did I, it turn you on? No. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Hello, Alex. Hi, Dahlia. I said hi to you five seconds ago, but I didn't want to start any real conversations without already being recording, just in case we said something really interesting. Of course. <laughs> First interesting thing on the docket, we're back. It's been a while. I think I said it was going to be four weeks, and it's maybe been eight. I don't even know how long it's been. I so- think it's been, it's been at least eight, because I was in Atlanta when we recorded, and I've been back in LA for two months. Really? Yeah. Wow. Time flies when you're doing nothing. <laughs> it's, it's it's weird. I feel like it like creeps, but also flies. But also so flies. Another weekend. Okay. Well, because there's nothing to mark the passage of time. Like today, this weekend was actually supposed to be my bridal shower and bachelorette party in New York City with my oh, family damn. and friends. And I forgot about that until... I think like Matt's aunt texted me yesterday and was like, wish we were in New York this week. I was like, whoa, like this felt so far away when we planned it back in, you know, January and now would already be happening. That's crazy. Crazy. So crazy. So that said, I want to apologize for saying I was going to be back at a certain time and not coming back. I think there was a lot, there's still a lot going on in the world and I wanted to give space to that. I was experiencing a lot of rage and anxiety, as were so many of us, as we still are, as things continue to be crazy in this world. But, um, you know, for a while, I felt like my voice wasn't really needed. Uh, I was fighting the good fight in my own way, but I'm not one of those, not there's anything wrong with this. Everyone does it differently. I wasn't super, super public and vocal. I felt like I put enough out there that said, you know, I care and I'm doing this in my own way, but I just think everyone has to deal with these things in the way that works for them. And uh, yeah, at the time I was kind of like, this doesn't feel like the time to go promoting my podcast and dating is always important. Love and connection are always important, but I just felt like there were other voices that needed to be heard more than mine. So that's kind of my reasoning Sorry to monologue at you about this, but I feel like there should be an explanation that I've been gone for so long. I think that's good for the audience, and I think that makes a lot of sense and was respectful of you. Thank thank you. (laughs) Um, But then I actually got a fair amount of people being like, where are you? What happened? I need you. I want to hear other things. I'm still trying to date. We still need love in this world. And uh, some people, I got some really good feedback that they finally got the chance to catch up on older episodes, and they were like, this is really helpful for dating right now. So I was like, okay, I feel like I can come back now. I mean, you're doing good, important work. And I feel like, I mean, I was telling you I wanted the podcast to come back because I feel like we had a lot of like listening and educating ourselves to do and work, but also everyone needs like, like you can't, even when you're like reading interviews with people who've been like lifelong activists, you can't do it 24 seven. Right. Totally. And and I think in order to sustain your activism, what's important is relationships and connection and the people in your life who nurture and feed you. And we all need that. So yeah, I think that's good. I also 
I just have so much to say. I, uh, as you know, started graduate school a couple weeks ago. So I think that also uh, prevented me from coming back right away because I've been a little bit overwhelmed with work. Despite the title of this podcast, which is Not Your Therapist, I decided while we're all sitting at home (laughs) would be a great time for me to become a therapist. For real. So amazing. Thank you. Um, Feeling kind of crazy about it. But I'm like, you know, we're sitting at home. I'm on my computer anyway. All classes for the foreseeable future are on Zoom, which isn't my favorite thing. But I'm like, I could sit at home and not feel productive, which is fine, too. You have to do that sometimes. But I think I really like the idea. I think one thing that I feel I can contribute um, at this time is being a, a listener and a support system. And I think the one thing everybody needs all the time is therapy. So why well, I mean, not? My therapist is getting a lot of work. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it's a very stable <laughs> profession. Um, and I still will not be your therapist because for people <laughs> listening, mostly I will not actually be their therapist. Once I become a real therapist, if those people choose to listen to this also, that's their problem. Um <laughs> And I'm told that when you're coaching versus therapy, you have to make it very clear which one you're doing because of like liability stuff or whatever. Right. Uh, because as a coach, I can be like, do this. And as a therapist, you have to be like, what do you think you should do? Totally. I wish my therapist would be more like a coach. Yeah, <laughs> I think most people do. I'm kind of trying to figure out like how I can do both. And I'm learning so much already. And I'm also trying to incorporate I think we've talked about before a little bit of more of the therapy skills into my coaching, which is like, sometimes I really want to give someone the answer, but they're actually going to benefit more if they come to it themselves. So then I have to like stifle my urge to rant at them and just be like, well, what do you think? And hope that they get there. It's like being a good parent. Yeah, kind of. Maybe. Except I'm like telling you to make out with randos, which I will also (laughs) probably tell my children, hopefully. Um, So that, sorry, that was like a big uh, download for me. But I just also, that was to kind of give myself an excuse in the future if like I miss a couple weeks here and there, or I've decided to just let myself be a lot more flexible in this, what I will call second season of Not Your Therapist podcast. I think I stuck to a really firm structure on social media with the episode structure, with all of that, with coming out weekly. And I'm just going to go what the situation calls for right now, which I think is a little more flexibility. I personally hate social media at this moment in time. Can't be on there. Gives me anxiety. Don't want to post promoting myself. So I may post here and there about the podcast, but I think, and I still want it to be a place where people can send me their questions and comments. So if you want to reach out to me and have questions for me or Alex on the podcast, you can message me there at Not Your Therapist Podcast on Instagram, but I'm not going to be super active there. I don't think I'm going to stop like quoting us and I mean, I'll still do it occasionally, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, for sure. there's too much noise out there. And I feel it's helpful to do this podcast, both for me and the listener, hopefully. But I don't think my Instagram presence is really vital to the world. I think so that's that, a good way to conserve your energy. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's necessary right now. We only have so much. And if we miss an episode here or there, don't worry. We'll be back when I finish turning in my papers or whatever I'm doing. So, Alex, that was my update. What's your update? I don't know if I have an update. What is 
I'm I'm reading Anna Karenina. Great. I thought about that at the beginning of all this, and I never got to it. Now it's too late. Um, it's not too late. I think this is going to go on a while. It's too late because now I'm reading like 8 million therapy books a day, okay, and I'm fair. like, okay, I'll Respect. never read a book for fun ever again. That's okay. That's what I have to do to get to the point where I am still not your therapist. Um, let's talk about how we what we want to talk about today. I think we want to talk about what I want to talk about is your dating life as usual because you're my little guinea pig. It feels full of rejection but we'll Great we'll talk about it. So happy. We'll talk about (laughs) some new television content that people may choose to consume during this time. I would even call it educational content for the dating student. And I hate it so it's gonna be perfect. Oh my god really? (laughs) Oh my god I can't wait. Um, also found another one today. Just started watching before we Indian matchmaking. On. Or no, no, but what is that? It's a new Netflix show. My friend was telling me about Indian matchmaking. I think Indian matchmaking, where it's basically matchmaker. This one matchmaker for a bunch of different. It's like Indian people. I think around the U.S. and they're generally kind of like upper middle class, but they're matching. It's like matching the families, yeah. and so you're like charting their journeys. And I've wow. heard, I don't know, the trailer on Netflix looked excellent. I'm going to watch it. There's no question about it. I'm 1,000% going to watch it. That's that the could one, be you. That could be me if I was Indian. Um, but that's the one like thing I'm still allowed is to take in dating television while I ride my exercise bike. That's what oh. I do. Yeah. Wait, Multitask. who allowed this? You allowed Me. This. I'm allowed. Oh, I've gotten very strict with myself. <laughs> okay. Good I thing. have to be. I'm on a structured yeah. schedule, you know? Wow. I'm impressed. It's crazy. I'm a little jealous. I could use some structure. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I kind of think, uh, I know school's expensive, but there are programs that are not. And like, if you are struggling during this time with kind of the general malaise of continuing to be at home, it has, while I've complained about it a lot and will continue to do so, I think it's been good for me that I'm like waking up at seven o'clock now. I'm going to bed at a reasonable hour. I'm like timing my blocks. I'm sure it will relax and I will go back to long periods of time staring at the ceiling or watching bad television. But for right now, it's kind of been a nice like kick in the pants. Good for you. Yeah. And still coaching. Actually, my coaching practice has picked up of late, which I want to talk about. Because I think the interesting thing about this situation we're in is um, at first people were like, cool, how do I do these Zoom dates? Like, let's do it. What do I do? And then people were like, I'm bored. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to meet people in real life. Then people started meeting in real life again when things started to open up. Now they're closing back down and people are like, okay, I realize I'm going to be here for a while. So I really do need to figure this out because I don't want to be alone. Yeah. Are so you, I, do you coach mostly women or is it both genders? It's both. Okay. Um, and I just got a new male client. Because my hypothesis has been that in some ways maybe men would realize more that they want to be in relationships now. Because I feel like women are more aware of their feeling of their like emotions, if they're feeling lonely, if they like want to be in a relationship. But I wondered if especially single men like living alone are like, oh, wait a second. I think 100 percent. I think that's what I expected to happen at the beginning of this was like people who have previously said, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship are now going to be because they're like oh it's not that fun to like sit by myself there are I have heard reports just because I have to like put it all out there of 
also men and women, I guess, but more men uh, being like, well, you know, first time they talk to someone on Bumble being like, want to come over like that kind of like instant gratification thing. So I can't say across the board, they're all like, I'm ready for a committed relationship now. But I do know that I think as this goes on, that's happening more and more. That's definitely my newest client, I think, is just like, okay. We actually spoke about coaching before all this started. And, you know, he'd been dating for a while and didn't decided not to do it. And then after, you know, four months of this, reached out to me and was like, are you still coaching people? Because I need help. And I'm like, yeah, I think this is kind of the turning point, perhaps, for a lot of people. And I... I had a client um, message me the other day and be like, are other people experiencing like more responsiveness from guys on the apps? Because I feel like all of a sudden they're so eager to talk and like, you know, meet, quote, meet, um, which I haven't heard from everyone. I think just like regular dating, everyone's experience is different. So some people are like, you know, I'm getting less responses than ever. And some people are like, wow, people are way more responsive. It's just like anything. Everyone's having a different experience. But I do think it's an interesting moment in time for dating for sure. Super interesting. I feel like it could be a nice reset. Yeah. For dating. Yeah. And for just like letting people know, uh, we'll get to this with the TV show we're going to talk about. But, (laughs) you know, the idea that women are not the only ones who want a relationship and who want commitment right. and who want a partner and who even have a biological clock. Men have a biological yeah. clock. Not not even like, oh, they have to have children, which actually they do because their sperm gets worse. But also... <laughs> labor of love did teach us that. It did teach us that, <laughs> which is the show we're going to talk about, Labor of Love. Um, but also men get to a point where it's like not that cute to be you know of a certain age and still living with your bros and trying to date 20 year olds and I coached a guy because I also coach for um this matchmaking company in Los Angeles coached a guy recently in his 30s who was like yeah right now I'm like so happy to like live with my bros and have parties and have fun and like hang out with a different girl every weekend but like I don't want to turn into one of those guys one of those LA yeah. guys. And I'm like, yeah, well, then you need to start thinking about this now because it totally. takes a while, you know? Yeah. You're not going to be able to wake up when you're 40 and be like, okay, I'm ready. Because at that point, it's like a lot of people are going to have questions about why you're 40 and where you are and still living with your bros having parties. I mean, my therapist warns me off of men over 40 who haven't been married. Yeah. I don't know your thoughts of it, but. It's <laughs> a good question. I've had that question and I've thought about it. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with, yeah. not Maybe not haven't been married because marriage is different for everyone and maybe you were right. with someone for like four or five years. Yeah, yeah, I would say a committed relationship, even though I'm open-minded about people's living situations and I don't think someone having a roommate means anything bad about them, especially in an expensive city. Um, I do think if there isn't any sign of like, working towards something more of having an interest in a long-term relationship commitment growing out of the Peter Pan phase then I then I worry yes yeah I think it's you know it's it's different for everyone but I I do think we can glean something from someone who's well over 40 and still trying to party every weekend or you know, or find someone who likes to party with you. That's fine too, I suppose. What is partying? <laughs> what is partying anyway? We don't do that anymore. Um, this is just such a crazy time. And I apologize for talking so much, but I think it's been a while since I've really 
God, I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of listening. (laughs) So I'm like, a person and I can give you my opinions? Please. Everyone's dying to hear your voice. Mm. I think we're good. I'm sure. So (laughs) Myself included. I will say, and I run a risk that he at some point decides to listen to this. um, It's just funny to me how people are so desperate for connection right now. Like, so my classes are online. So we don't have the usual like hang out before class, talk after class, like meet each other kind of thing. So I made friends with a guy in one of my classes because he like messaged me over Zoom about being a dating coach because I mentioned that. Okay, nice. Yeah, and now he's been, he was like, do you want to exchange numbers so we can like talk and, you know, be friends? You're engaged? I assume so. It takes a very quick Google search to figure out. That doesn't mean he knows it all. (laughs) (laughs) If you put my name into Instagram, like the first thing that pops up is a picture of Matt. Like, there's okay. no way. I'm like, there's no way. He's got to know. Okay. I didn't get that vibe from him. I got more gotcha. of a, like, I'm lonely and want friends vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, I go to my classes just with no makeup and, like, big pink blue light glasses on. So <laughs> I, I just assume. And people can only <laughs> see me from the neck up. So I assume there's nothing. There's not much in the way of sexual tension. Um, but... He's been texting me and just like, I'll ask like one, no, I don't even ask questions. And he's just like pouring out his heart about his dating life. And maybe it's because he knows I'm a dating coach, but it's just like, whoa, like we just met. And I don't blame him. I think, you know, he's a single guy living alone and we're lonely. Like people are lonely and it's just like, oh, someone to listen and like a new friend and I want friends from school because I want to be able to complain about classes and homework and ask questions and teachers and, you know, just just have yeah, some of that. of course. So, but it's just funny because I'm just like, I wonder if it would be like this if life was normal right now because it just feels like he doesn't have an outlet or someone to talk to or something and it's just like, you know, just a lot, just a lot. But do you people. feel like, I would guess that this has happened to you before you even became a dating coach. That's true. That like, I feel like true. you're someone that people just, like, want to confide in. That's true. But it was especially weird to me because that usually happens once people have met me. They, like, get the right? sense that I'm, like, not <laughs> going to judge life. them. And I'm, yeah. like, I come across kind of like you can talk to me and I'm interested. Right. But he hasn't even met me. And it's just, <laughs> like, so I think this is my habit when it comes to dating. And also, like, I probably encourage it because I, like, have opinions about everything. So yeah. I'm like, oh, well, you're probably doing this. but it, and, I, and I need to be better about not just doing that right away. But it's just, like, I just think that's where people are at right now. I mean, we're all getting weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. And he's, like, I've been like dating kind of and it's been super weird. I've been going on all these weird dates and I'm like, I think, yeah, I think everything right now is kind of weird and people are either like everyone's having a different reaction. People are either like closing more and more into themselves or they're more and more desperate for human contact and they're like just pouring out their hearts to anyone who will listen and like just trying to connect in any way possible. And I have clients who are like, yeah, and then I had sex with him on the first date because I'm so desperate for human contact. And I'm like, I can't even judge you. I'm sorry. Such a living thing. Yeah. Thank God I have a dog. Thank God you have a dog. Everyone (laughs) should have a dog right now. 
Um, sorry, I keep getting sidetracked. What I really want to know. So we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about the TV. And then if we have like extra time and feel like it, I know I have a backlog of questions in my Instagram right now. And I have a couple that people ask me too. Oh, fantastic. So we will get to those. And moving forward, if people want to send us questions, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com, notyourtherapistpodcast on Instagram, Alex is a Jospin on Instagram. And um, I will also say that I'd like you to be on more of these because I like having you and then I don't have to like find someone. It's a joy. I and then we can just answer honest. questions. So Perfect. if people want to come on and be coached, that's still an option. You can reach out and say that, but I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of deep dive searching. I'm only just going to have Alex on when I don't have anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilled to be your backup. <laughs> and maybe we'll talk some about health and wellness too, because Lord knows that's important right now. I have a, a couple hot tips. Great. Where should we start? Should we start with your dating life or with your health and wellness hot tips? I feel like my dating life, maybe. Okay. Okay. Great. Get it over with. Great. What are you wearing right now? I like this tank. Oh, I'm just wearing, I have all these tank tops with like built in bras from J. Crew that I wear, because who's wearing a real bra right now? I know. I can't imagine. It's not great. With sweatpants. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I like the color. It's like a light pink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Anyways. What are you drinking? I'm drinking this embarrassing. (laughs) Well, I did a long workout before we got on. And so it's uh, half of a Pedialyte packet in water. (laughs) Well, I feel like we can get you some adult electrolytes. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Pedialyte's really gentle. It's low in sugar. Oh, is it low in sugar? Yeah, oh, because it's for kids. No, I mean, oh. actually, I made that up. But I'm assuming <laughs> <laughs> it's like for babies. So I'm assuming they don't want to pump babies full of sugar. That's true. Okay. I could be perfect. wrong. I know I should get some adult electrolytes. Yeah, but, but it works we, for you. Listen, then. it tastes good. I put half the packet in a big glass of water. <laughs> I'm just I curious. feel great. <laughs> Thanks for the call out. Sorry, my be. <laughs> I'm going to work on getting some adult. Another option for listeners, Ultima. I really like those electrolytes. What's Ultima? Ultima. I've tried They're like noon. electrolytes that taste pretty good. I don't, noon gave me a stomach ache. Me too. I didn't like it. That's why I went back to electrolytes. I like the Ultima. It's like a powder that you just put like, you know, does a little spoonful in. it taste good? It does taste pretty good. Okay. I'll consider I- it. I recommend the raspberry or pink lemonade flavors. Okay, great. <laughs> well, we're almost out of Pedialyte, so I'll be needing Perfect. to order something soon. <laughs> Ultima, please sponsor us. Okay, great. <laughs> Start. I, I remember when we were supposed to record a few weeks ago and then we didn't, uh-huh. uh, that you had a lot of stuff going on. But I mean, not really. I've just had, I don't know. Well, so much like a couple things. So I was going on a bunch of kind of random dates through the matchmaker. So to recap. So like the, the virtual database people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the LJM that were on the podcast. Yes. Um, we're doing something during the beginning of quarantine where for kind of like a small fee, they were just sending you random blind dates and yeah, they weren't like that. matches. Yeah. And so they were, some were good, some were not good. One was comically awful. What happened? Like I don't. He like, so it took me a minute or two to get on because I feel like every time I try to open Zoom, it says I have to like update it. So it was like two minutes late. I was like, oh, like, sorry, I'm late. And he was like lying back almost like he was in like a space chair. So it was like this. And he was like, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think I like him. No, I don't know. He was like both really nerdy, but also super arrogant. And he'd be like, you know, what are you into? And I'm like, oh, you know, I've been like, you know, doing like all the cliches. I'm like bacon bread and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm really into cooking too. And I'm like, what? He's like stir fries. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, but you're not going to grocery stores, are you? And I'm like, well, you know, to get groceries. He's like, yeah. I'm not going to risk my life for an avocado. I get my vegetables straight from the farm. And I was like, oh, wow, which farm? And it turned out it was just like a CSA bot. You know, sure. Like, yeah. I don't know. He was just like, he kept bragging that his office was shared with like Jim Henson's. And one time he saw Justin Bieber parked outside and they were staying open because they were an essential business. And I was like, I don't think Jim Henson, I don't think they're making Muppets right now. No, I don't think Muppets are essential right now. But he was just like, I don't know. I'm not doing a good job at describing it. He was like so, he was just so obnoxious. Like I, I've never reacted so viscerally towards someone where I was like, I despise you. Wow. And even when I was like, you email the matchmaker the next day and kind of like they ask how it was. And I was just like, honestly, I really didn't like him. Like, I thought he was really weird, but also really arrogant. And she was like, yeah, when I saw his name, I didn't think it would be a match. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like- <laughs> Well, you never know. That's the thing about matchmaking. Like, you just never know. You can't right. predict. And some schools of thought would say your extreme aversion to him no. might be extreme attraction. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not like... Oh, rom-com. No. We do not end up together. Aww. He made me angry. Um, but... But did I, it turn you on? No. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything less appealing. Wow. Uh, but when you were talking about your... Some of your dates that were like... Trying to do like instant gratification, I feel like I fell for that accidentally. Mm, talk where about Where a few weeks ago I was talking to someone... I'm, Bumble. So I have mixed feelings about Bumble. Have we discussed this? No. Where I sometimes feel like they're better, a better selection of men on mm-hmm. Bumble for a straight woman. But I feel like they get super passive because the woman has to message them. And some of them I feel like want, I don't know, it's like they'll answer my questions but not ask questions. Or like we just keep talking, they never make a move in a way that I feel like on like a hinge, the men are a little more active. Anyways, interesting. so I'm talking to this guy on Bumble and it was when it, there was like a heat wave in LA a few weeks ago. And we were kind of just talking about it like being hot and stuff. And he was like, yeah, it's actually not too bad with hear me and I have a pool. So I just like work next to my pool. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds delightful. And he was like, if you want, you can like come and just like work one day by the pool. Okay. And I was just feeling so desperate that I was just like, I mean, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. And so we, like, FaceTime briefly first so I, like, wouldn't get murdered. But I was just like, yeah. And so I went to his pool, really nice house, and brought my dog and my pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend knew, like, he works at kind of a company that people know in entertainment. So I, like, had his full name. So he had a house with a pool? He had a house in the hills of the pool and a Tesla parked outside. Gore. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so I'm not materialistic, but no, but like on a hot day, why not? It's really hot and you barely have AC. It's like, God, all I want is a pool. Yeah, sure. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to get murdered. So we're like, but it was so bizarre. I get to his house and he has kind of like a pool bar next to his pool. So he's like working at his bar and he's like, yeah, like, just like, you want to like work someone that we could order lunch? And I was like, great. 
So we literally just like work next to each other as Did if we talk? were like a little, but it was like we were friends at a coffee shop or this like we were fun. already in a relationship. So we kind of like worked. He like, like I took a call, he took some calls and then he like ordered us lunch and then we like went swimming and then... <laughs> And I realized he, like, had the hot tub going, but and I almost made fun of him. Like, even when I got there, I was like, huh. That was like, but I don't think this is, like, a hookup thing because it's, like, a Wednesday at noon. Oh, it can always be a hookup thing. To me, it didn't – because it was, like, we were working. We were ordering lunch. He, like, want, he had been talking about wanting to adopt a dog, but it, they're, like, it's pretty competitive right now during quarantine. To adopt like, a dog? Yeah. Really? everyone did at the beginning, so the shelters got emptied out. No way. There's always more dogs to adopt. I know, but bad ones. Oh, what's a bad dog? <laughs> like my friend's dog got killed by a pit bull in early quarantine. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, like what I mean, I don't mean like ugly dogs. I mean like poorly like, behaved. Uh, gotcha. Like okay. I love pit bulls. Nothing against pit bulls, but they have to be like, well, tra- they yeah. can't be. I think what's scary is that some people train them in bad ways. Yes. Yes. Anyway. It's people's fault. So totally people's fault. So. Anyways, he was have had it. He like was very into my dog, which you know I love, mm-hmm. and so it brought my dog. But it was like I thought it was like a great day. I was there for a long time, and then I like got out of the pool, and he realized he'd forgotten about a call, so he got on his call, and I was like, I should leave. I've been here like five hours. Wow. Like this is our like first date. Did you and guys so, like make out or anything? No. Wow. And so I kind of you know like after he got off, you know like we like said goodbye and left, and I was like that was really fun. But then I like didn't hear from him. And then I thought I left my swimsuit there in a non-scandalous way. I just changed there. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find my swimsuit. It's my favorite swimsuit. So I like text him about it. And he was like, oh, I haven't seen it, but I'll like look. And that was like it. And it was just very, and I don't know, I felt crazy because I just like couldn't find my swimsuit anywhere. And I was like, I know it's at your house. And so I ended up texting him like a week later to be like, I'm going to be near you, you know, if you found it. He's like, no, my maids looked everywhere, but they didn't find it. I was like, maids? Of course I then found it the, on the floor of my garage. But wow. But I felt like we had a really good connection, but we didn't like make out. And then I realized after I was like, maybe he thought this was going to be like a hookup thing. And I just like missed it. But doesn't sound like he tried to make it a hookup thing. I mean, he did have the hot tub going. Like we sat in the hot tub, but I didn't sit super close to him because I just met him. Were you attracted to him? Yeah. Did you feel like he was attracted to you? I think so, but he felt a little bit. I mean, I feel like I say this about too many people. He felt like a little Aspergersy. Is everyone? Yeah, he sounds. I mean, he sounds a little like, uh, awkward. Like, right? Like, That's good idea, dude. But you missed some key things, like m- making it more than a work session. Like, he could have made it more of a date. Which he did, but it was like three hours in, which was very bizarre. Maybe he just didn't know what to do. Maybe, but I felt like I texted him the next day to be like, I had a really good time, you know, like, thanks. Did he respond? Like, I didn't want him to. Yeah, but he responded like five hours later, and it was like, yeah, it was fun or something, where I was like, ooh, this feels like a blow off. Weird. I know. That story went very differently than I thought it was going to. What did you think was going to happen? That you were going to sleep with him. 
Oh, no. Sorry. Obviously. Sorry. I, mean, <laughs> I, I felt really stupid because I was like, oh, like in normal times, I would never go to someone's house who I never met. Like that would be yes. insane, right? Totally. But it's like this weird time where it's like, well, where can you even meet? It actually feels safer in your backyard at your pool than like anywhere else. Yeah, it is. It's really tough, I think, because it's like, well, your options are kind of go for a walk with masks on. Right. And like for a while, there were bars in Los Angeles where you could get like a drink and walk around. So I thought that yeah. was a good option. But then it's like, how do you escalate from there? Like, you know, some people have been like, well, then I just made out with him, which like, you know, up to you. Like, you know who you're putting at risk and like, you know, right. if you want to be at risk, like it's kind of yeah, your choice. Totally. Um. But then, you know, some people have just been like, well, I'm going to his yard or his porch or whatever, because like, what else? There aren't a lot of places that are open. There aren't a lot of places to go. And it's hard. It is hard. Well, I had a couple dates with someone. Did I tell you that? You had what? A couple dates. No. In real IRL. T- tell me. So it was the person who I'd had like the best date with over Zoom when I was like home out of the random matchmaking. Uh-huh. And he kind of happened to message me when I'd just gotten back to LA. So we went on, I went on two dates to like with two separate guys to on the same day to the park near my house, which I go to a lot with my dog. And I've noticed there are clearly a ton of dates happening there. Yeah. Like a spot. I've become uh, very aware of dates when like Matt and I will go for our evening walk. I'm yeah. like, whenever I see two people on a bench or two people walking together eating ice cream, it's kind of cute. It's kind of nice, it's actually. Cute. I'm like, there are ways to be creative with this. I think it can be fun. Yeah, I have a friend who's been having a lot of picnic dates, and I feel like he creates like good. Pi- Although it's a little tricky sharing food with. Pe- I mean, it's just weird. That's true. But I do like how like 1950s it feels, mm-hmm. like very low pressure, right. unless you're being dumb like me and going to someone's house. Like people are even going to drive-ins, and then I you can know. you could drive each both of your cars up next to each other <laughs> and be leaning out the window and talking during the movie. Yeah. And then if you get frisky, you get in one of the person's cars. But whatever, <laughs> I'm not endorsing that I'm not okay so you came back and you went to two park dates in one day wow you know big day big day and like one was fine but clearly not a match and then one was like good and I was like oh I kind of like him the one who I had zoomed with before and so he brought like wine so we just like hung out at the park drank some wine and so then we wanted to hang out again but it was just like what is there to do so I actually have a not very nice but a rooftop Mm -hmm. so it's like you can come to my roof and drink wine so basically, we did that, um, but it was kind of weird. A couple things. One, it was like he'd kind of bragged that he'd gotten the wine like really cheaply at like a Bevmo sale, which is like a liquor store in LA where they have like sales. And he was like being very stingy with his pours. Oh. And he was like, "Oh, I forgot to bring like a like a stopper or whatever." So I guess you're going to be left with like the leftovers. And I was like, "Okay." But then, so then you would think he would be so more bad. generous with his pour, right? so there it's wouldn't like, be leftovers. And we're gonna drink the bottle. Like the bottle's gone. Like it's a date. Yeah, you know? for two people to drink a bottle on a date is not a big deal. And you've already told me it costs like four dollars. Yeah. And so, Oof. so then it was like kind of getting chilly, and I was like, because like, do you like want to? And I was, I don't know, I don't remember who suggested, but we basically decided to go in my apartment. I was just like, okay, well. Like, fuck it. So we were in there, but he, like, wasn't serving me wine. <laughs> and I was like, I was just you saving it. 
And so we like talked for a while. And I mean, I like liked him initially, but the longer I talked to him, the less I liked him, which is terrible, but is what it is. That's what we're here to find out. That's why dates are for getting information. Exactly. And I was like, he's nice, but I'm like not feeling it. I kind of just like want him to leave so I could finish watching Sweet Magnolias. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Yeah. So anyway, so he's like leaving and he's kind of like hesitating and he's like, I'm deciding whether I should kiss you or not. And I'm like, I don't know. But I get it because it's like a fucking pandemic. Right. Like you don't want someone. You probably should only kiss if you really want to right now. But I feel like I kind of wanted to to make sure. Okay, that like, makes to make sense. Sure. Yeah. But so I don't know. So we made out a little. It wasn't great. Um, <laughs> and so and then he left. He left with his half bottle of wine. He True wait. Story. He took it. Yes. I thought he said that you get it. He didn't leave it for me. Wow. After he made a big deal about how he didn't have a stopper, so you were gonna have to keep it. He yeah. took it. Mm-hmm. See, yes. I don't like a man who goes back on his word. <laughs> I don't like a man who's cheap. You don't have to have any money. Just don't be cheap. Right. And like either brag about the sale and then be generous with the wine or pretend the wine was expensive and be like, this is my favorite wine and I have to ration it and be honest. But don't right. you can't split your story. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, come on. It's one or the that other. Way better. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was, it was interesting because I was thinking about it and I like didn't reg- or don't regret making out with him. I'm still alive, knock on wood. Um, but I was like, I'm glad I did. But I was also, it was interesting because, you know, I mean, like kissing someone's like fairly low stakes. Yeah. But like there's this feeling now where I'm like, well, that wasn't even good. So what did I just risk? Yeah, I mean, the pandemic makes it higher stakes. You know I'm normally a make-out-with-everyone-all-the-time person. I'm going to have to change my whole coaching strategy now. Um, But I do think, I think in your situation, I do think it was worth it because you just need, I think that's valuable information. And if you're not 100% sure how you feel about someone, then you need to find out. And that can often help us find out. Also, you know, you're living by yourself. So yes, that's different than if you were living with your risk. family or totally. seeing older people or seeing a lot of younger people inside since now we don't even know who this affects anymore. But I think, you know, it's kind of like an STD in a way, except that you can expose a lot more. Like when you with a, with an STD, only you are exposed to the STD because you are having right. sex with this person. Then, of course, anyone else you have sex with is exposed. With this, you are exposed because you're making out with him and then whoever else you're coming in regular close contact with. But I think you weighed your risks. You're living by yourself. And, you know, it was information that you needed. Right. And I think something that I've talked to friends about now that I think is actually kind of helpful is, like, I could, I felt like he was, like, a genuine person. I feel like he was, like... At least from what he told me, he wasn't like, he seems like he's being careful in quarantine. I don't feel like he's making out with a lot of girls, right. but I feel like some of my friends are kind of like, well, you can't like ask someone, like if you're not even dating them, like, but you kind of can right now. Right. It's putting yourself at risk. Totally. It doesn't mean they have to be honest. Sure. But you can certainly ask. I mean, I think with anything, you know, there's a level of risk to everything we do all the time. Um, and I really think, 
as we've seen, that I kind of think of like willpower and self-control as a muscle that can get exhausted. And I think, you know, what kind of happened in this country was people, their willpower muscle got exhausted from staying inside and being good and completely, you know, burst out and went out and did all these things we're not supposed to do. And now we're paying for it. Um, But I think, you know, there's a limit. There's a limit as human beings. And I also think human interaction and connection is vital to our health. So while I think we should be as responsible as we can be, I also am not going to like come down hard on someone who's like, I just needed to get laid or like I needed human interaction. I needed to connect with another person in this way. Like you're putting yourself at risk. You might be putting other people at risk, but I also think your mental and physical health is at risk if you uh, isolate to the point of being unhealthy, you know, like, I don't know, that might be a controversial thing to say, but just seeing with my own clients how this has really affected their mental health, I think there's a point at which you risk a little bit of physical health for your mental health if you decide that that's what you need. I definitely agree. And I feel like one of the benefits of not being on social media that much is there's just like so much shaming about things Mm -hmm. where I feel like it's like people feel guilty or feel bad. So then they start shaming everyone else. And it's like, okay, what if, and then I'll have like one friend in my house and they'll be like, I don't know if we should be doing this. And I'm like, I don't know. You've been telling me how depressed and lonely you are. Like, right. Right. Like I think mental health is seriously suffering right now. I've heard of more than one person having a serious mental health crisis Um, from all of this. So I think you just kind of, you, each person has to weigh it for themselves individually. I don't think anyone should be having or going to parties or going to large gatherings. But if you need to see a friend or go on a date and you enjoy yourself on that date and then you feel like making out is going to give you information or having sex is going to give you an endorphin rush that you really need, like you can make that decision. And as we know, like going on dates, having sex, all of that is always a risk for many reasons. Totally. So it's kind of just like weighing the different things you need in your life and making an educated decision. True. About that. Have you had any other uh, noteworthy experiences? Well, so I was actually supposed to have a coffee date today. Mm -hmm. And I, it was someone I talked to on Bumble like early pandemic then it kind of fell off and he liked me on hinge yesterday and i was like oh like you again and he was like i know we should here can i read you the exchange yes of course i was like hi maddie we meet again he said coffee tomorrow to finally get it right so that's like a really quick one and coffee is a bold move right now yeah but i was honestly i was like i'm recording the podcast it'd be nice to have a little more material I was like, he's, I was like, listen, sometimes I get takeout coffee. I can go for coffee. Sure, sure, sure. So it's just like, yeah, I'm down. I'm busy from two to four, but otherwise free. He replied, yes, ma'am. He's like Southern. Message you when I wake up. Great. I gave him a thumbs up. He replied beyond excited. This was yesterday around like six. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's I it? Anything today. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that your face mirrors how I feel. <laughs> But the thing I'll say is this, the thing I, and this is not, I don't want it to sound like I'm like making excuses for people because at the end of the day, we're adults and we should behave as such. And if you want something, you need to go after it. And I'm not making excuses for you. But 
I do think, as I mentioned, that this, what is happening in our world right now, has had a profound effect on people's mental health in many ways. And I do think everyone deals with that differently. And because of that, I'm kind of willing, on behalf of my clients, to give people just a little more chance than I normally would. I'm usually pretty forgiving in general, but I think even more so because I'm like, some people when they feel depressed or anxious or lonely, they they go more in. They don't want to talk to anyone. They turn everything off. They go in a video game hole or a weed hole or reading books, watching trashy dating shows, hole, whatever it is. Some people, when they feel lonely and depressed, reach out and need more interaction. And I think probably, generally speaking, women are a little bit more on the reaching outside and men are a little bit more on the go down a hole of isolation right. side. Totally just stereotyping that. But um, for that reason, I'm just kind of like, I know before I was beyond busy with my current situation, uh, I would have days where I, I did not have the energy to talk to anyone. I could barely get through, you know, just having a couple coaching clients felt like exhausting to me. Yeah. Um, and my family members and friends would call me and I would just be like, I cannot right now. I've, I've, totally. I've put out too much and I can't. Or I'd have days where I just needed to talk to someone. I needed that interaction, you know? So I think Again, I'm not giving him an excuse. Like he totally easily could have reached out to you. And even if he was not for it today, could have made other plans. But it's not crazy to think that he was feeling good yesterday and today right. woke up and was like, I don't have the energy to meet a new person, you know? And so for that, I'm just giving people like a little, a few more chances, a little bit more the benefit of the doubt, yeah, even totally. than I usually would. But you wouldn't recommend I do anything, would you? Not really. I mean, I would say only for if you're feeling bored and curious and kind right. of playful, you could be like, have you not woken up yet? You know, <laughs> or like, wow, you're a late sleeper, you know, <laughs> and kind of keep it there. And then right. if he's like, yeah, sorry, sorry, totally forgot or like got really busy, whatever, yeah. can we still do it? I'd say yes, because I always believe, too, that generally speaking, always generally speaking, leading up to the date doesn't count in terms of their chance with you. Like I think once you go on the date, it kind of resets the clock at zero. It kind of is like they can't be expected to like, I wish everyone was just like super proactive and did what they said they were going to do. But unfortunately, especially for guys, until they've met you and figured out how attracted to you they are, you're kind of nothing to them. You're like a nameless, faceless name. You know what I mean? Like they can look at pictures of you, but you could not look like those pictures or you could be totally different than they're expecting. So until they've met you, I don't really think their amount of proactiveness says anything significant. I get that. No, I mean, I think you're right. I just like, like I had a couple people to my roof for like the 4th of July. And I invited someone I don't know super well, who I think is cute. And he kind of messaged me the day of, he was like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm just like really not feeling up to like meeting new people or like, mm-hmm. like risking anything right now with Corona. And I was just like, I so appreciate, like that makes total sense. I don't take that personally. That's just like communicating. Totally. That's all I want. Right. But I understand that people deal with their stuff in different ways. Right. So. I mean, I would love if this could lead to 
people being more open about their, you know, mental health, their internal life, if people were able to say, hey, sorry, I disappeared for three weeks. I was really struggling with what's going on and it was causing a lot of anxiety and I didn't feel up to meeting someone new. Like, I would love if people could start to communicate that way. It's like on, do you watch Insecure? No. Well, this isn't, can I say something? Absolutely. I'm I'm not, I'm not, I don't really watch anything except trashy dating shows, unfortunately. (laughs) Well, there's like a guy who comes back in the more recent season who had kind of flaked on her hair with Issa earlier. And he's just like, listen, I'm sorry. Like I was dealing with a lot of mental health stuff and I finally realized I was like bipolar, but it took me a while to like get balanced and treated. And she had just been like, what a fuck boy. He like disappeared. And it was like, oh, yeah, it changes everything. Totally. And, and, you know, I think we don't want to be like, well, you can always just use the excuse of. Others, there will always be other stuff going on. And part of what is wonderful about having a partner and taking the time to find a partner is that like then you get support for those things. Um, so I wouldn't say, you know, if someone sp- spends six months telling you, sorry, I can't right now, like then that probably person yeah. needs more than you can really provide. But I do think if we could, if we could all be a little more honest about those conversations of like, I didn't disappear because I found a picture of you on Instagram where it looked like you had a double chin. I disappeared. Oh my God, my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I disappeared because, you know, I'm going through it. And like, I just right. can't right now, but I wanted to let you know, you know, which I think. For sure. What we can do is assume that. And yeah. kind of give people the benefit of the doubt so that if they do reemerge in a month, two months, six months, a year, we're not like, ah, fuck you, you disappeared on me before totally. even meeting me. We can just be like, yeah, yeah that was a weird time. And like, For I wish sure. you could have communicated, but I'm happy you're here now. Yeah. You know? I like, because I feel like I can do most of that, but the happy I'm, you're here now is like a bit of a reach for me. Yeah. But I can work on that. Well, you're a little bit of a um, tough cookie, I would Am say. Am I? Yeah. You <laughs> feel like a tough cookie. Well... <laughs> I can't fault you for it. I think what it is that you and I have in common a little bit is, um, well, you're a writer. So I think you're extremely observant, Mm -hmm. almost to your (laughs) detriment. I think other people would have noticed the wine thing. I know. (laughs) How did you know that's what I was talking about? (laughs) But, but. I think it's good, but I think, and I notice this in a, in a lot of people I work with um, who are like interesting, thoughtful, smart, articulate people. We, especially creative people, we love a story. Right. And we love creating a story out of a few bits of plot. You know, a few few bits of information. We can paint a whole portrait. Totally. So I think a little bit you do that at times <laughs> I definitely where you're like, that. I'm going to connect these dots so that I have a really good story to tell, which I, I respect. I pretend that I'm like Carrie Matheson at Homeland and I'm like, tying it all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think you also a little bit, and feel free to correct me, a little bit like to stay ahead of it like you like to you like to be the smarter one and you like Uh, to be just a little bit ahead of the game so you're not going to get surprised or disappointed 
You're going to be like, no, I already saw this coming. And like, (laughs) I already knew this, you know, and like, I didn't really want it anyway. Like, even with the story about the pool house guy, Uh you're already noting things to, to, to chalk up to the weird category once you leave, just in case there isn't a second date. Or yeah. it doesn't go how you want it to or whatever. I was like, well, that's a little weird. That's a little weird. And it's like, yeah, it is. But I feel like you're collecting <laughs> evidence in a case all the time. Area at the fucking spot. <laughs> I mean, I think that's true. I don't feel like it doesn't stop me from feeling like rejected. But yeah. Of course not. That's, yeah. the, that's the trick of it all is like people right. think that doing that and having that story is somehow going to protect them from having feelings about what yeah. happened. But at the end of the day, like we're human beings and we can intellectualize and make sense of everything. Yeah. But and I'm not I'm not even sure what to do with what I'm telling you because I'm not like stop doing that. Cause I'm like, that's who you are. I don't even know how I would stop doing. This. Right. But I but I. Like, I wonder if I wonder and this could be so off. But I wonder if like that guy picked up a little from you that you were kind of calculating everything, like that you were kind of collecting info on him. Mm-hmm. And if that kind of prevented a real connection from happening. Right. Because you were like, I mean, it makes sense. You were a little bit on edge or a little bit overly aware because also you were at a stranger's house and you were trying to protect yourself and kind of like gauge what was going on. But I wonder if it kept him at a distance a little bit. And that's why that connection didn't really happen. Maybe. And it did have me wondering. I mean, I was like, oh, I like wouldn't do this again. Yeah. Like in terms of if someone else asked you to come to their house, you wouldn't do that again? Yeah, like it just... I don't feel like it's like a good way to start because you know like I felt uncomfortable and so yeah yeah well that's like and it felt like it kind of like put it all in his core you know Mm -hmm. like coming to his yeah it sounds like you were like his guest or like yeah his assistant that he like invited over totally and then I felt very self-conscious because I didn't want him to think I was cared about his nice house and right you know kind of I don't know I'd say generally even though these times are tough obviously, to find a good way to hang out, that if there's a way to not go to someone's house or have them come to your house for the first two, three dates. Yeah. Because that, as you said, just automatically shifts the power. Yeah. And puts both people on edge for different reasons. And it's almost like a weird form of intimacy a little too soon. Like you said, you felt right away like you guys had been in a relationship for a long time. Which is like a weird feeling on a first date. Totally. And it's just weird seeing in someone's house and being like, oh, this is such a bachelor house where like half the rooms aren't decorated. It's like, like, I don't know. I don't need to know that kind of. Right, right. And he obviously was picking up on you kind of picking up on everything. And I ruined it, Dahlia. You didn't ruin it. I don't think there's any coming back on that one. I don't think there's really coming back on that one. But I also think you can't ruin something when it's the right thing. Right. Like, if it was the right person, it would have been like, wow, what a weird first date we had, you know? Yeah. Like, we're never doing that again. Yeah. But, it, but it, you can't ruin it if that person yeah. is right for you. Hopefully. So don't worry about that. 
Okay. You can't. I mean, if yeah. you're like going through the same experience over and over again, you're like, it always doesn't work. And I want to figure out why. That's when you come to someone like me and be like, what's my pattern? But I think right. in this case, like he sounds kind of like a weird guy. And if it was right, it would have been right regardless. If you wanted to, you could reach out to him again. Why not? We have nothing else right. going on right now. And just be like, hey, do you want to grab a drink and go for a walk sometime? Like, yeah. You know, that first time we were doing work, do you want to just have a non-working date? Yeah. And just see what's there. And as much as you can, kind of wipe that experience out of your mind. It's been like a month. Would that be weird? I think that's even less weird. Yeah. Like now is the time too when I feel like all bets are off on is that weird? You know, like Mm -hmm. I've been planning my wedding. That is no longer happening the way it was supposed to happen and I'm in this like brides group on Facebook that's just full of drama and it's very entertaining (laughs) and um you know people will be like can I do this am I allowed to do this like what's the etiquette on this and the general consensus right now is there is no etiquette anymore (laughs) like the world is in a state none of us ever anticipated or have experienced before. So right. you can kind of do whatever you want. So if a month passes and you're still thinking about someone you went on a date with, or, you know, I've been telling some of my clients, like, I would never usually say this, but go through people you've been on dates with in the past five years. If there was anyone that sparked your interest, but you didn't have a second date for whatever reason, they didn't call you, you didn't call them, reach back out to them. Why the F not? We have literally nothing going on right now. And there might have been a reason you didn't get together then that is different now. You never know how people are going to reconnect. So I think, you, you know, it's been a month, even better. You can reach out and be like, hey, I'm still around. Do you want to do a non-working date? Like, do you want to go right. for a walk? You know, and just yeah. see. Like, you you might risk rejection. He might never answer you. That's something I already you feel like I've been rejected because I was texting him about the swimsuit. Do I need to bring up that I found my swimsuit? <laughs> nah, leave that. Yeah. I did that once leave with a guy. Best. I left my earrings at his house. And normally I wouldn't care, but they were like my favorite earrings. Totally. Yeah. Can and I was it? like, he probably thinks I'm trying to like see him more, For but sure. I just really need my earrings. So I eventually went and got them and it was super weird and awkward because he had like not called me after we like, hooked up or something. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm here to get my earrings. Sorry, I'll be right out. It was like very, but you know, we need, we need those things. Well, you know, I was totally telling myself a story where I was like, he has to have my swimsuit and he must just like not want to see him again. So he's not telling me he found it. Right. And I'm like, I want him to know he can just put it in a mailbox. <laughs> like it was so sad. I was spiraling. And of course I had it all along, which means. <laughs> but I think like now is a great time to kind of play dumb and mm-hmm. like with oh, yeah. past connections or whatever, like reach back out if you're interested. Like, if you're just even thinking, if you're curious, you know? Like, everyone needs connection right now. But I do think also be aware that I feel a little like right now rejections that would normally be, like, annoying and disappointing, but then you would go out with your friends and have a drink and meet someone new and whatever. It's a little harder right now. They hit a little harder because we're at home with our thoughts. Yes. I wanted to bring that up. Because I was like, is this other people because I the other day I had I decided to like upgrade with the matchmakers to like actually getting matched nice. which I feel great about but I had one so far and it was like a good call 
but I haven't heard from him or like the matchmaker who asked about it hasn't like followed up, which mm-hmm. I assume means that he didn't reply or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I assume it's like not a match. It's not the biggest deal, but it like really got me down, even though I don't know him because I've literally right. just Zoomed with him for an hour. And I was like, why am I so upset about the stranger? Well, I think it's definitely because one, we don't have other things to distract us. We don't have like a constant influx of new information. So we're much more likely to kind of sit there and stew on whatever new thing did happen. Like I find myself going down memory lane from like college for like long periods of time. Things I haven't thought about for years where I'm just like, remember that time? Like... Just because like there isn't much new coming in. So we're kind of like plumbing the depths of our hard drives, you know, like we're just like, what's in here? Which is why I say like use that to find people maybe to reconnect with, make good choices, don't reconnect with anyone who was a bad person. But, um, you know. I think I think you just have to be aware of that and a little bit prepared for it. Because also, like, you don't have friends that then you can go see and distract yourself. And, totally. you know, it's not like, oh, I'll just, you know, go on another date. It's like go harder out. to it's get fine. dates. It's yeah. harder. So I think you just have to be like, okay, I'm going to send this text. And then I'm going to do X to distract myself, give myself some new input. Uh, I'm going to yeah. call a friend. I'm going to bake something I'm going to draw something write something I'm going to put my phone on do not disturb for a while so I won't even know if he wrote me back you know like and I also just you have to kind of a little bit take things even less personally than usual because you have to remember with these virtual dates especially they are not getting the same sense of you that they normally would like it's just there's less there's no pheromones happening they can't see your body most of the time, which gives us a lot of information. Um, even a whole thing about like Zoom doesn't show micro expressions. So we have a hard time empathizing with who we're looking at because we're not catching those tiny little things that signal something in us, you know. So knowing that they're getting a lot of like video input right now, so am I. And like, it's just not, it's not a rejection of me, mm-hmm. you know. And so kind of like, bracing yourself in that way it's still gonna hurt it's still gonna be hard and disappointing and weird in a way you aren't expecting but I think just knowing that even helps of like I'm feeling this so much more deeply because things are weird right now totally and I'm aware of it whereas and I will also say like in regards to the day you had the other day um for that reason that we're not getting the pheromones, we're not getting the micro expressions, we're not seeing what it feels like to be in a room with someone. I say I encourage like following up a little bit more, especially for the women's side, because as we've talked about, like men do tend to be more physically driven. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like when they go on video dates, it's even harder for them to like feel enough to want to follow up. Right. So I'd say if you go on one you like... If you have their phone number, whatever, you can follow up because they just might not feel that urgent motivation from going on a video date. Whereas we maybe have a little bit more imagination in that way, are a little more tolerant of like getting the information slower. They're just like, I don't know. I'm getting too much input. I can't, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, the other thing, which isn't a deal breaker for me, but he was about to like go see his family for like a month. 
Yeah. I guess everyone's just zooming anyways, but it's also like, okay, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's like, where do we go? I think that's the other yeah. thing that's hard is I've been hearing that a lot too of people are going out of town to see their families. Yeah. And it's like, what do we do when we don't have a direct path of raising the stakes of like, yeah. okay, and then this is going to happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have to really connect with some, I. I don't know. I haven't had any like Zooms or FaceTimes that felt so amazing that I'm like, yeah, let's like keep doing this for a month and then maybe meet. Totally. Like, okay. Yeah. But you've given me a lot to think about. Wait, so question. So you were saying that on the one hand, we can like take some risks now, go back to older people. But on the other hand, that we're like all kind of bored in our minds or like, like I'm getting caught up on stuff from like high school and junior high. And so if I'm obsessing over some guy who I feel like might've rejected me a month ago, does it make sense to go back to him? Or is it just like, I need more, I don't know, more Uh, external stimuli or something? I think both. I think one, you need more stimuli. So get more dates, talk to more people, move forward. But if he's sticking in your mind, there might be a reason and as long as you give yourself a nice cushion to help right. you deal with possible disappointment and know that it's going to probably take you down a little bit of a hole. So just be prepared. You know, yeah. it's like, like, you know, there's no real protecting yourself from pain and rejection. Right. And it's all a part of the process. And it turns us into the people we are and makes us a really good partner for someone someday. Yeah. Um. But it's also, it's like the human experience. And if you're just like, I've got a chocolate bar, I'm going to journal <laughs> and watch a good show. Yeah. And like, I'm, it, it's still going to hurt. I'm still a human, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. Yeah. You know, okay. and then if it doesn't go, you have, if it doesn't go anywhere, you have a little bit of closure. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, tried it. Next. Yeah. That wasn't so bad. You know, I can do that in the future. If I go on a date with someone and they don't follow up after, I'll follow up. Like, yeah. I'm always about that. Let's transition to your friends' questions or the people who gave you questions for us to talk about. We may not get to my inbox today because I want to be respectful of everyone's time. Um, But I have those questions for later. We have to talk about labor of love. And we have to talk. Well, okay. here's what I want to say about labor of love real quick, because I know I said watch it and we'll talk about it. I think maybe we should tell people they should watch it. And then when we talk about it, because I feel like no one has watched that show. No, so it's I'm on like, like Fox and Hulu. Yeah, Fox okay. and Hulu. Yeah. A friend of mine recommended it to me and I started watching it and I think it's great. And you obviously <laughs> don't. Well, do you want to say the premise really quick? The premise is uh, a 41-year-old woman from Chicago who has been married once before has frozen her eggs and wants to find someone to start a family with her. She's also fully prepared to have a family by herself if she doesn't find someone. Kristen Davis is the host, which is very which appropriate. Is, it's not appropriate at all. It's like, what, 15 years ago when Sex and the City, she was like dying for a husband? Is that why they got her? I think so. I think it's because this generation. Also, in real life, she's a single mom. No, I know that. That's the part that I was like, how does she feel about this? Because like yeah. she did decide to do it yeah. on her own. But she's being very supportive. I do think it's because she lives in the minds of women who are probably around the 40-year-old age group as the woman who really wanted a baby and was mm-hmm. looking for someone to do it with. So it right. makes it makes like parallel sense in that. I'm not a huge fan of her uh, face surgery that she seems to have gotten. Her to look face? 
harsh. It looks, I mean, it's just so much Botox. Like, oh, you think so? Are you joking? I just thought she'd age. <laughs> Her face doesn't move. I mean, Which I again prevents too, I think empathy. I'm too used to it, seeing faces that don't move. I guess. So. Um, but not there's anything wrong with Botox. If you decide that's your path, then good for you, and I support you. Uh, so this woman is looking for someone to start a family. The idea a I think daddy. is that they're going to have a baby first, and then get married or be okay. together. Yeah. Right. Because she's like, my clock is ticking now, and either I'm going to pick one of these men, or I'm going to do it on my own, but I have to decide, because I'm 41. And she does have her eggs frozen, so that's good. Um, And so she, it's basically like The Bachelorette, but much more like, we're going to start a family tomorrow. And And so everyone's older, which I definitely appreciate. I really appreciate, which is part of why I love it. Yeah. And the other reasons I've recommended it to like all of my clients. Okay. I'm like, go watch the show because, and we will get into this, but what I like about it is one, she's older, so she actually knows herself Mm -hmm. and she recognizes true red flags and she seems to have a good sense of what's important. She's good at trusting her gut. And I really like how in the first episode, they highlight the fact that men also have a biological hawk. They make them test all of their fertility on (laughs) site, which I love because how long have women been freaking objectified for this? I know, but like if that was women, that would be considered so misogynistic to be like, go in there and we're going to analyze your sperm. Like that was wild. I thought it was that to women. It was like, we're going to count your egg count. But basically what we're doing to women all the time is, are you young and virile? Right. And if you're over a certain age, probably not. Like, which is bullshit. And so I liked that they did that. Men need a taste of you're too old. (laughs) They need it. They need a taste of your (laughs) clock is ticking. Right. Because a lot of these guys too are like, whoa, I didn't realize that this is something like, I do need to be thinking about, I didn't know my sperm gets weaker or right. whatever. Or yeah. some of them are like, I'm just getting near 40 and I really want a family. And I do have an emotional biological clock. Right. And I don't want to just be like single guy forever, you know? So I liked that aspect of that. I think the men could stand a little bit of objectification. Okay. I mean, I respect that. So we'll get into it, I think, next time we talk, because I want everyone to watch it. It's now finished. I just watched the finale. So I was Googling to, like, remind myself the title of the show, and then I feel like I got a bunch of spoilers. I was like, oh, no. But yeah. Was the finale good? It was. Okay. I've only watched the first, like, three. Yeah. Okay. It's fun to watch. I think it's a fun show, and I think it's a nice, refreshing, different show than The Bachelor and all those other shows. Definitely turns them on their heads. Yes. So health and wellness. Um, One thing I'm really into right now, chaga mushrooms. Oh, talk Um, about it. So they're a bunch of like different adaptogenic mushrooms that kind of work with your body that are not hallucinogenic, that help things. I like chaga because it helps boost your immune system. Nice. How do you take it? Um, So I take them. They come in powdered packets from the Rainforest Sigmatic that I really like. What is it called? Uh, And they're like... Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic. Okay. Um, I do the Chaga Elixir Mix, um, and I put it in like a smoothie or coffee. They say you can just put it with hot water, but it tastes like dirt, I think. 
even though a lot of the reviews are like, it tastes delicious. And I'm like, no, no. this tastes terrible. But in coffee, it doesn't taste like anything. And a smoothie, it's fine. I feel like it gives me energy and boosts my mood. And I know it's good for my immune system. That's great. So that's Do the latest take immune booster I'm very Instead into. of coffee ever? Yes. Because yeah, I know there's like, you can get like coffee. a mushroom coffee, but it's just mushrooms. That's basically what this, I mean, this one isn't a coffee, but it's like a mushroom mix, which yeah. at least a bunch of the reviews are like, yeah, it tastes just like coffee. I don't know about that. Don't know about that. But some people might think it tastes good. Okay, so immune booster, mood enhancer, energy booster, chaga, which I think this is really helpful because I also know people sitting on their couch all day. I know I can't have more than a cup of coffee because I won't sleep at night, but sometimes I just need a little pick-me-up and I go into my pantry for dark chocolate far too often. So this sounds like a good alternative pick-me-up. It is great. So I used to only, I used to drink this when I traveled because I felt like it really stopped me from getting sick. Really? So now I'm taking it every day. Yeah. And where do you get these little packets? I get Tim Ferriss's newsletter. And so it was like he had a big discount code. So I bought it from like the Four Sigmatic website. But they also sell them on Amazon and then like at Whole Foods. But I recommend, I feel like this is going to seem like so many sponsor things. And unfortunately, no one sponsors me. (laughs) But maybe they will. Maybe they will. Like the honey add-on on your Chrome, like the Chrome extension honey. Oh, the discount honey thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes I hate it, but then once in a while it oh, I love it. Gets, it gets me a real discount and I'm very appreciative. So I feel like they're always different. Like wellness people have coupon codes for Four Sigmatic. So just use the honey code. Okay, cool. Like, good, good. Good to codes. know. Good. So yeah. Maybe I'm going to get it. I'm like, yeah, oh, highly fun. recommend. If I take it, it before, like, is there a time that I shouldn't drink it because I won't be able to sleep? I mean, I don't feel like it's so much energy that I don't think so. But okay. I mean, I guess it depends how sensitive you are at night. But there's no caffeine. Okay. Okay. We'll give it a I shot. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Okay. Might be good for a workout. And then speaking of just like energy and immune system, like I found liquid B vitamins really helpful. I was taking normal B vitamins and they weren't doing that much. And then I kept hearing that the liquids are absorbed way better. Like B12? Yeah. Ideally like a methylated B. What's a methylated B? So (laughs) a bunch of like half of, allegedly half of women, myself included, have this genetic mutation where it's hard for you to methylate, which is like a way of like detoxing and absorbing like folate and folic acid and B vitamins. Hmm. And so generally like nicer brands of B, it'll say, if you like look at the ingredients, it'll be like methyl, blah, blah, blah. Wow. So that's what you want. And B also gives you energy? Energy, (gasps) mood, hormones. Yeah. Great. Love it. And then I don't know how much this does. I'm sorry. Can you still hear my monster? Yes. Um, For energy. (laughs) But D vitamins. I'm now taking more vitamin D because of the immune system. I have heard of. Because I heard that was a huge determiner in terms of getting coronavirus, which may not be true. But I heard being low in vitamin D is bad. Yeah. I mean, I think it just really impacts your immune system. Yeah. And it's so easy to take. So you just take your your mood. And your mood. Yeah. And your hormones. Everything's connected. And everyone, like, when people talk to me and are like, I feel so down and depressed, I don't even want to talk to people, like, I don't think they realize how much it could be something physiological going on with them because we're not going outside as much where you get vitamin D. 
because we aren't seeing friends, all these things that normally give us energy and boost our moods and everything aren't happening, you might have to step up your supplements right now. Totally. And I feel like it's like a really, even though, and I totally understand if you're already feeling depressed, everything feels overwhelming. Like you wouldn't like being like, oh, like which one to get? But just like look at like Amazon and get the top rated rated one. They're not expensive at all. And it does, I mean, I think most people are deficient in vitamin D. Like I was before the quarantine, even though I live in California. Mm -hmm. So you probably are. And it makes a big difference. Makes a big difference. Okay, so D, B, and mushrooms. Chaga. And then the other thing, I feel like this is tricky because I feel like everyone has like their coping mechanisms. But I want to caution people against smoking too much weed because I, I mean, beyond being kind of a downer, I just feel like our lungs are so sensitive and susceptible to COVID. Mm-hmm. So I've really, I haven't smoked during this period. And I feel like if you want weed, I mean, I don't know, I hate edibles, but I'm like, honestly, go for edibles, gummies. I love the CBD gummies from Charlotte's Web. Hmm. Which what is just do like they a CBD do? brand. Just like chills you out. It's kind of like, it feels like having a glass of wine, but you're like not tipsy. It just like takes the edge off. Wow. I just Maybe I you, should I do tell. that. <laughs> I mean, I I haven't smoked weed for a long time because it makes me anxious and paranoid. And I uh, used to smoke a lot. And then once I stopped, I, I don't really sm- smoke since. And I know for some people, it's like a really great anti-anxiety and chills them out and people like it better than drinking. I'm like a one glass of wine a night girl. But I like the idea. Sometimes wine gives me headaches or whatever. So I like the idea of something that would help me chill out without making me anxious and without giving me a headache. That sounds great. Um, I do know too, I've talked to some people who've had some mental health issues were smoking a lot of weed and then like went cold turkey or something because they were like, oh, the weed is making me not feel great. So let me go cold. And it's like, I think right now is the time to stick kind of with things that mellow you out, make you feel good. I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell anyone what to do. But this sounds good. I think like the CBD is gentler. Yeah. Yeah. And I just know like smoking weed makes me think already that there are a million things wrong with my body. That's not great. So I'm always like, I'm, I'm dying. I know it. Like, I know it. I feel it. And um, <laughs> that's, <not good. laughs> that's why I don't do that anymore. Yeah, but it's totally. also a great point you make about smoking right now is probably not the best choice for your lungs. Like, not the best, but I'm hesitant to even say, like, I don't think it's the best for your lungs. But also, I feel like my bigger health message right now is kind of like you talking about just seeing people if you need to for your mental health. It's like, do what you need to do to feel like, okay, right now. Yes. But like, this is something you rely on that works for you. I'm not saying totally like quit smoking weed. It's just like something to consider. Do what's right for you, but ask yourself, maybe there's a better way I can consume this. Yeah. You know, a little better for my lungs and my body, but really whatever you need to do to stay sane right now is good. I think we're just trying to like, like you don't need to accomplish anything right now. Mm -mm. Basically just like try to stay alive and like, more or less keep your mental health is the goal. What do you think about if someone was like going to go on a date and they were nervous because it's like a walk date or whatever, it's awkward, if they took a CBD gummy to kind of chill them out like they had a glass of wine at home, but they didn't. Would that be nice? I think that would be nice. I just wouldn't do it the first time. You know, like you want to make sure it doesn't make you too sleepy or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, absolutely. That's a nice idea. Yeah. Maybe I'll try them. Who knows? 
I feel like they're nice, especially earlier in quarantine. I just felt so anxious. I didn't want to like drink all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people have. Yeah, of course. And I feel like drinking for me, sometimes I'll feel like kind of tired and down the next day. And so you don't want to be like, oh, we're just pushing those emotions. Totally, totally. Because we're already prone to a little more depression than usual. And drinking definitely can enhance that as well. Yeah. Great. Well, those were good tips. Thank you. Very good tips. I'm going to probably try most of them. Uh, what questions do you have for um, us? One question. Okay, one question I got. Why do we get so awkward when we fancy someone? That's obviously from a British friend. That is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> but I was commiserating with a friend. I mean, I'm um, – I think many of us are the same way where you can like act cool and normal with someone you're not attracted to. But then when you are totally hard to be yourself, I've given people the advice of like, see how you are with that person you really weren't into. Act that way when you are into someone like trick yourself into it. I mean, I think the awkwardness is cute and endearing and it's something to enjoy and kind of lean into because if you end up dating that person long term, you're going to be like, remember when I used to get so nervous around this person? And it's going to be like, because that goes away with everybody, you know, like even if you keep that excitement about the person, you're not going to always be awkward around them. So I think one good thing to do too, if you feel super awkward around someone you're into is you're probably feeling awkward because you feel like there's a spotlight on you. And they're analyzing everything you do and everything you do is awkward. Especially over Zoom when you're like watching yourself and you're like, oh, no, I don't even look great. Well, definitely on Zoom, do the hiding yourself trick, either with a post-it or I think Mm -hmm. Zoom has that option where you can hide yourself. Like, definitely do that. Do not worry about what you look like. Okay. You know, situate yourself the best you can to begin and then please Mm -hmm. remove that. Um, But I think it's... You feel like the spotlight is on you. I think you just want to, in your mind, put the spotlight on the other person and just be like, I'm focused on them. I'm taking the spotlight off of myself and onto them. What can I notice about the color of their hair, the sound of their voice, the shape Mm -hmm. of their eyes? It's also going to make that person feel really good and like you're super attentive and it's going to kind of um, lock you into that person. And just whenever you're like, why did I do that with my hands? Like, go back, just attention off of you and back on them. Back on them. Oh, I like, love just that. keep. Just like staying really present. Yeah, really present okay. and just less like, what are they thinking about me? Because that's also what's going to make the date kind of go by in a blur. And then you're like, what did I say? What did I do? I should have. Totally. You know, you want to just back on them. What do I like about them? And I, and I say this too when you're not into a person because I think. Either way, it's really easy to get in our own heads and not be present for the experience. And as much as you can, you might end up liking someone you don't think you do if you're able to really focus on them and be like, what do I like about them? What can I find that I like? Instead of looking for things you don't like and kind of like exiting the situation in your mind, it's more about bringing your attention to them. It's a great reminder. Thank you. It's a hot tip. I love Thank you. That's your hot tip. (laughs) Boom. What else we got? One friend asked, it was like kind of a two-parter where she'd been on a couple dates with someone and she was like, is the rule still in quarantine that you need to have sex on a third date? I don't feel like that should be the rule. That's never a rule. But I feel like my friend was like, I feel like that's like when by then you're supposed to or it's a little bit like shit or get off the can. I disagree. Definitely not the case. And then they were also like, and what if you need to like get drunk to hook up the first time? Which to me feels like you shouldn't be hooking up then. Like it's, you're not ready or you don't want to. I don't, oh, sorry, I'm answering. No, 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 you go ahead and answer too. Yeah. 
I mean, my feeling is you need to really like listen to your body and check in with yourself and make sure you actually like them a lot. And you might not be ready. Right. I or think you if, might not be that into them. Right. Like if, if you're nervous and you feel like you have to have a drink to calm down, that's kind of normal. Keep it to one or two drinks on the first few dates so you have your bearings. But you shouldn't feel like I have to be drunk to want to hook up with this person. Totally. That That's not good. And there's definitely no rule about when you have to have sex. I generally say don't have sex until you know you're both not going to have sex with other people unless you're like deliberately doing just a quick hookup. You need to get it done. That's fine. But like if you're into someone, it's not about like playing a game. It's just more because I say until you have a certain amount of information, having sex with someone is going to affect your perception of them positively or negatively. It might make you like them more than you would have otherwise. It might make you like them less. But either way, it's going to affect things. And you can't go back to before you had sex. So... Especially now, I think we can take our time, especially because now we're putting our health in other people's hands. So there is no rule on that. Definitely not. And some people, like I said, are jumping into bed because they need a quick fix. And I'm not going to judge you for that either. But I think that talking to her, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that I have female friends who feel like if they don't pretty quickly, the guy is going to like run away. If the guy runs, that's no, that's not how it works. If you've been dating for like months and months, at a certain point, they might be like, I need to know if we have chemistry in the bedroom or not. But one, you don't have to have sex to find that out. And two, then that's not the right person for you. Like you never want to feel like you have to uh, give someone something to make them stay. Yeah. No. No. You take take your time. Someone who had vagina issues. You can, it can be a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> Would you used to wait a really long time or you just couldn't yeah. have sex because of it? And what? You couldn't have sex because of it or you were just kind like, of I'm not ready. Yeah. 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 The right people, yeah, they're going to have a lot of sexual frustration built up, but that just makes them want to see you more. Yeah. And if they're like, no, I've lost interest because you haven't put out, then they were not there right. for the right reason. And it just feels like a terrible 90s movie. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, does that even happen anymore? I mean, I'm sure it does, but but – yeah. No. And I mean, I think we all know not to be too cliche or anything, because also there are people who have, sleep together on the first night and end up together forever. Right. But generally, it's good if someone wants something you haven't given them yet. Right. You know, and then by the time they get it, they're like actually into you as a person. They're no longer there just for that reason. Right. And I say that both for men sleeping with women and women sleeping with men and men sleeping with men and, women and everyone sleeping with each other. Yeah. It's fun to have that mystery and that excitement and that thing you haven't done yet together. Totally. Good question. Yeah. I mean, then you keep having sex and hopefully it gets better and better. (laughs) But (laughs) but then a certain level of mystery is, you know. Right. You can't get it back. You've unwrapped all the presents and it's okay. Well, you can. And now you play with them. (laughs) (laughs) But that unwrapping moment. Yeah. Right. That's fun. Yeah. I think those are all the questions I have. I feel like this was the perfect amount of time. Yeah. We will dive into my questions next time. I just thank you so much for spending this time with me and letting me rant at you and bringing your dating life as an open book. I would like you before the next time we talk to... Oh, no, an assignment. Yes. (laughs) Um... 
reach back out to Pool House Guy. Reach back out to Guy Who Never Woke Up Today. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And get yourself a new date, whether it's online or in person. Okay. At I least can do one. That. You can do yeah. that. And just notice, you don't have to change it, just notice your instinct to be collecting evidence for your files all the time. <laughs> Wait, collecting evidence for what? Your files. Oh. You're, you're solving the mystery files. It's like being super judgmental. Yeah. Okay. Well, and just notice and then see if you can do the thing I was talking about where it's less like, oh, they did that thing. Oh, they did that right. thing. And more about what do I like about them? Yeah. Get curious about what you like about them and create a file for that. Oh, I like that. Even if you're like, I'm definitely not going to date this person. It's nice to have a file of what you like about every yeah. person you meet. I think that's great. I think this that can help all of us. This was a pleasure. Thank you for the advice. <laughs> this felt so normal. I loved it. I loved it. We had a great time. And I want to encourage people now that we're back to send us questions. Not Your Therapist Podcast on Instagram. Not Your Therapist Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show and be coached, we can do that. If you just want to send us a question, a comment, we can do that. Write me a review. Tell Alex how much you love her. Yeah, a, Jocelyn a Jocelyn on Instagram. I if you want to date private, her. But if you're just a normal person who tries to follow me, I will allow She'll it. Say yes. And you can send her messages asking questions about these different like supplements and health things. And she yes. does offer 30 minute consultations, right? Yes. To get started. So that's great. What's your website again? It's ajholistic.com. Ajholistic.com. So if you're like, um, I want to get on this dating train, but I just can't seem to get it up, Alex is here for you too. Yes, I am. That's what we're here for. Yeah. I'm so happy to be back. Me too. And have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you soon. You too. Good luck studying. Thanks. I need it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, wait, and everybody watched Labor of Love so we can talk about oh, it. Oh, yes. Yeah, you included. You have to finish it. That's your assignment. I can't wait okay. to hear how much you hate it. Perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, for real. Bye. Bye. Just the tip, a dating tip. There were so many tips that we went over today, but I think my favorite one came at the very end, which was create a file about things you like, about the person you go on a date with. Make that your intention and where your energy goes and what you're looking for, rather than looking for red flags, yellow flags, things for you to not like about the person, whether you're doing this because you genuinely don't like them or because you're trying to protect yourself from being rejected by them and feeling pain after that, which is inevitable, uh, it's not helpful. If you don't like them, you won't date them, but it's better to find good things about them. And then who knows? Maybe you set them up with a friend. Maybe you become good friends. Maybe they're just someone you can talk to, or maybe you just had a pleasant experience. And rather than coming away from it saying, I didn't like this, this, and this, you're like, I really liked this about him. This was great. I'd like to find this in someone else. Wasn't a match. Okay, on with my life. So you can have your files on other things because we're humans. That's what we do. We, we catch things. We clock everything. But make your biggest file and the one you are most focused on things that you like about the person across from you. 
It is so wonderful to be back. I will remind all of you yet again to send me your questions, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com, notyourtherapistpodcast on Instagram. You can also let me know if you'd like to come on the show anonymously or otherwise. Thank you to my guest slash co-host, Alex Jospin, who is ajospin on Instagram, ajholistic.com. Thank you to Christine Bartolucci, Melissa Gruen, and my amazing editor, Josiah Thorngate. And thank you to all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun. 